The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction will contain coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at TSBOF Podcast, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TSBOF Podcast, or you can visit our website at www.TrueStoriesBasedOnFiction.com. Thank you, and enjoy the show. some knowledge for edification purposes only true stories based on fiction presents Okay, so as you guys probably know, this is another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction, the podcast, and that is where myself, Evan, the third host, and my other two hosts, Brian and Randy, talk about our adventures and being um, genre fans. Um, As you may have noticed today, you didn't hear uh, the lively intros that we typically do because you have me, Evan, the third host, here alone. Um, the, the reason for that is simply, um, this is what we're going to call a inventory episode, uh, in parentheses, evification, for the purpose of times where we can't all get together, but we still have an episode that we can release for you are growing adoring public. Um, so what these ep- episodes are going to consist of are basically anything that comes to my mind. You may have remember. You may remember um, a little while back we had an episode about Valiant Comics. Um, about I did a review of the New Avengers prose novel, things like that. So it could be reviews, just things that I'm interested in at that point in time. Um, anything that crosses my mind. Um, so speaking of which, when I got into this, I wasn't I wasn't sure of what I wanted to record. But now that we're in the mix of it, the miss, mix, mix, mist, mix of it, um, I think that what we're going to do is basically we're going to talk about the new Valiant announcement that um, they are going to base, well, they're going forward with their film plans and their other live action plans. Um, a couple days back, they released images of Ninjak, one of their, one of their most popular characters, and now with Bloodshot, probably arguably their most popular character. Um, and they're being played in live in a live action web series from Bat in the Sun. Bat in the Sun, for those who are uninitiated, um, is uh, basically a film company who's got their big break in the Batman Endgame, or maybe it was Grayson. 
Basically, they were fan films uh, written, produced, and starring basically unknowns. Uh, and and have, it had no affiliation with DC Comics or Batman or Bob Kane or, or any of that shit. Um, and they were actually still stand up to be some of the best fan films that I've ever seen. Um, so fast forward to 2016, apparently Bat in the Sun is still pretty popular and they're still able to do a lot of good work. And now that good work is translated to getting an official deal and contract with an official comic book company. Um, in my earlier episode, we discussed the fact that basically, um, the two big franchises, two of the big franchises at Valiant, the Harbinger and it was Bloodshot. Yeah. And Bloodshot are going to be used in a, a movie, a cinematic universe, basically, uh, where they would have a Harbinger movie. A bloodshot movie, then they will come together in the Harbinger Wars. A very popular storyline in the first uh, iteration of the Valiant Universe, and a very popular storyline in the new iteration of the, of the Valiant um, Universe. Recently, um, they revealed that they're working with Bat in the Sun, not on those movies, which they have forthcoming announcements for, but for a, a web series. I'm not sure if there's one web series or multiple. But it's going to start Ninjak and Bloodshot. The aforementioned Bloodshot. Um, Ninjak is going to be played by, I'm not sure the gentleman's name, but it's the same guy who played Deadshot in the Arrow TV show. Not Will Smith who played him in the movie, but the white gentleman who played him in the TV show. Um, I didn't too much care for his portrayal of um, Deadshot in the TV show. I mean... Costume was cheap. His accent, his southern accent, didn't work that well for me. But he was he wasn't terrible. Um, but his his images of him as Ninjak were actually pretty flames. Um, so I'll try to post images of that when we actually release this inventory episode, which could be soon. Which I'm recording this in early October 2016, or it might be later on. It might be a time to where we can't record. So I just basically send this to my boy Randy. Um, and Randy basically turns it into an episode. So I can't speak on that yet because I'm not sure how, how it's going to work. In any event, the image that Bat in the Sun has released looks pretty goddamn flames. Um, it looks it looks how it should look. It doesn't look super high-tech like they put a lot of money into it. But the attention to detail on their budget was probably decent. It was It was pretty amazing. So they... Released that image probably at the time of this recording about two weeks ago. Then last Friday, they actually released an image of Bloodshot. It's more of like a concept art, but it still shows how Bloodshot is going to look. And Bloodshot is played by Jason David Frank. Uh, how Some of you guys may know him as the original Green Ranger. Original White Ranger at one point, Red Ranger. Basically the coolest Power Ranger ever. The only guy who really embraces it. And the only person who really gets the accolades from it after the fact that the show's been canceled all these years. Well, he's been off of the show for all these years. Um, so so they're doing a, a web series. And they're going to announce more about it pretty soon. And um, she'll work out well. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for it. Uh, Valiant Comics... Uh, is one of the most applauded comic book companies in the world right now. And they 
their sales are, I'm just being honest, abysmal. Um, they, they maybe have 2% of the market. And they're becoming known for having fans who are kind of dickish and, and, and get aggressive and upset with people who don't love Vagin as, as much as they do. Which obviously is a problem and, hurt, and that might be hurting their fandom as well. But in any event, I, I'm glad to see a company who isn't Marvel and DC getting a big budget, a very serious uh, adaptation of their, of their work. And, um, and, sorry, I just got a text. So that's, that's what happens in real life, guys. Um, I'm glad to see Valiant is getting a serious uh, adaptation of their, of their work in their two biggest properties. Well, two of their big properties. And this is very early stages, very early on. So I don't know how it's going to work exactly. But hopefully it works out pretty well. And I'm, at, I'm rooting for them. Um, as um, Richie Dollars told Olivia in season one, of love and hip hop. I just want you to win. I, I want Valiant to win, and I like the deal of them having a cinematic universe of loosely connected shit. Because I think that Valiant is has always strived themselves to being as close knit, but very very latent with continuity. And I think that <laughs> it's been a long day, <laughs> and not that I'm bored talking to you, our adoring fans that. It's, it's been a long day. Um, so anyway, I look forward to seeing this web series. Um, if they have Jason David Frank and the guy from Arrow as, as the leads, the action is going to be flames because uh, Jason David Frank is actually, I think it was a, a, a movie, tie, movie tie fighter, uh, UFC type shit. So he, he, he can actually fight as well as, as the other guy. Um so, I'm not sure if they're going to put the two against each other. I want to say they may have fought against each other in the books. I, of course, they haven't, uh, if this has been around for this long. But it, sh it should be a pretty good show. Um, how much time are we looking at here? Uh, what we'll do now, to kind of pad this episode out, I will also tell you about tying into what my other uh, edification was about. I'm going to edify you. On, I'm going to amplify you on how novelizations of film and video games are actually pretty flames. Um, I just finished the novelization of the Suicide Squad movie, and it actually amplified a lot of plot points of the uh, movie. Um, it also did some things differently, and it also opened some more questions and other interpretations of the of the movie. So. At this point, you probably know that Suicide Squad is is lauded as being a failure, even though it made back its money and made a lot of profit, especially being especially considering it wasn't released in in China in any of those territories. But people, the ratings, the, the Rotten Tomatoes have been horrendous, and people are saying, and well, we all know DC, and when it comes to film. Never really gets the accolades, never get any love. Cause people like to hate on DC movies when they when they aren't great, but they aren't that bad either. In any event, um, the novelization is by Marv Wolfman, who is one of the most popular comic book writers, the most innovative comic book writers of all, of all time. Um, he wrote Crisis of Infinite Earths, one of the most inf intricate, intricate um, storylines ever. In twelve issues, they they uh, 
had appearances by every character owned by DC Comics at the time. And then and they weave a very cohesive storyline. It's very rare that any storyline that large went off without, without, without a hitch. And this one did. Remarkable. He also wrote and created the New Teen Titans, um, which included the, the Judas Contracts, one of the most applauded comic book storylines of all time. Um, he also, well, he, he's done a lot of very cool things, basically. And he's, he actually strives, strives? Strives, you know what I'm trying to say, as a novelist. Um, he doesn't get much work in actual prose comics anymore, but he's a damn good writer. Um, he also wrote the Batman Arkham Asylum adaptation, which is also pretty damn flames. Um, I think he's wrote some others as well, but um, the thing that's remarkable about it, the thing that's very different, is the fact that Basically, he made it seem as though the, the Joker wasn't very fond of Harley Quinn. He was, she was an annoyance within his conscience, which doesn't really make sense. The Joker has a conscience. One let her just die, so he had hopped inside that fat and saved her. Obviously, that contradicts how the movie displayed it, but this definitely shows how the editing was different. Also evident in the opening uh, chapters. It, the novel opens with uh, June Moon going on her expedition on this fucking mountain, caves and all this shit, and for about two or three chapters. So it shows how, how she found the enchant Enchantress. Was, honestly, it's interesting. Then it has chapters of Harley Quinn interwoven with chapters of Captain Boomerang and Deadshot. Uh, the Will Smith Deadshot, not the uh, Arrow Deadshot. And it kind of fucked up the pa fucked up the pacing, in my opinion. Those scenes work much better when they were in like the flashy style in the movie, like the getting the band together scene. It worked immensely better in my opinion. Um, what else is different? Those are two main things. They kind of explain the uh, the minions a little bit better. And they gave names. They're called EAs, and EA standing for something. And it and it wasn't being in the game. I can't recall it right now. But I think I've wasted enough of you guys. Oh, okay. On, on my uh, oh, okay. And <laughs> that's a that's a reference to Cottonmouth from um, the new Netflix series Luke Cage, which we'll talk about on the show pretty soon here. Um, I wasted enough of you guys' time, but I will give you a rating for the Suicide Squad novelization by Mark Wolfman. I give it eight point five Drunk Iron Man's. So, until our path next meet, I'm drunk, and I'm a guy telling true stories based on fiction. Mr. 
can't you hear them scream? Yeah. 